Okay, Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode 177. We're 15 <laughs> minutes into it, but nobody can hear it. <laughs> it didn't. It's, it didn't record either. I don't think. Let's let's see if we can get broadcasting. I, I don't know what's going on. We're we're having all kinds of problems today. Yeah, it's not connecting. Oh well. Hey, at least we'll have a podcast of some sort. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're waiting for Sonny Ono to call in. <laughs> Jeez, man, this is a. We take two weeks off, and we take a week off, and this is what happens. Everything goes wrong. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're recording now, though. So we are recording now. Have a podcast. That's okay. That's a good thing. I'll blast the Facebook group and let anyone know who might be interested. That check iTunes later. Yeah. I don't know why it's not working. Trying to get it to work, but are we just recording? At we, this point? we are currently recording. We started right when I said 177 because we're <laughs> yeah because we didn't know we weren't recording. No, we'll just completely pretend we we started late. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. What well, 15 minute conversation about ASW? No, no. Yeah, right. We'll we'll talk about that again later. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like to give them a shout out every time I go to one of their shows because then they'll put the word out that I talked about them on our show <laughs> I'm just curious as to if the if if the other 15 minutes is salvageable let's see where would it be I'm, I'm gonna try and find out if this is salvageable nope <laughs> didn't record a damn word of it okay well here we are <laughs> Well, we didn't talk about much of consequence anyway. Ah, we just talked about uh, local wrestling here and uh, and, and the meta powers uh, of of Macho Mandow and Axelmania. But uh, yeah, and we're we're three minutes after Sonny Ono was supposed to call in too, so that's you know that's great. <laughs> Live radio. At least that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> we got nothing. This is ridiculous. Well, there's no reason to dwell on it. I'm pissed off at my sound card right now to you, but I'm trying not to uh, let me take it out of the game of the show. Oh, I know. I just, I'm just, I'm just bummed because we spent that whole 15 minutes and now it's well, gone. But let's find things to be happy about. Well, you got I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so depressed. I can't deal with this shit, man. This, you know, Wait. Toby Keith's in my area closed down I, I, I don't know how I can continue this fucking sucks I just I hate I hate myself because I can't go to that place anymore <laughs> not <laughs> at least I got that back in <laughs> uh, for a second there I thought it was like wait what the hell's going on is this, is, is this playing, playing again, yeah. <laughs> do we have playback that, that, that would be you know the cherry on top of this fucking thing today <laughs> yeah right, it's audio debacle day that's our theme <laughs> oh man Hopefully, uh, this doesn't happen to us on our it's awesome, it's going to be so fantastic, folks, our seventh anniversary special coming up next month in June. going to throw that out there. Our website will be turning seven years old, and we will do our best to put something special on. What it is, we can't tell you, because we um, know, but it's a secret. All we yeah, let's go with is, that, guys. All we can say is it's real. It's damn real. Hey, I've got an idea for... Uh, Wait, we're getting Kurt Angle? 
Well, something along the lines of Kurt Angle. You'll see it in the notes, Mark. I, I've got an idea, but I haven't like put it together yet for for the uh, the same name game, and oh, that cool. that would be uh, Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and Zayn Malik from One Direction. Oh, that's a good one. Because I don't know that if you a good one. I don't know if you heard about this. Sami Zayn was trending on Raw, uh, trending uh, on Twitter after Raw when he debuted against John Cena. And the One Direction fans were going crazy because they thought it had something to do with Zayn Malik. Is he the guy who left? That's the guy that left, yes. Oh, even better. There's going to be so <laughs> many quotes available for both those guys. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure that's got to be a, that'll be a good one. And and if you feel like into like the subjects like what's it like performing live in front of thousands of people, I'm sure you'll find at least one for each that'll swerve the fuck out of both of us. I bet. Or all of us, I should say. This will be Mark's first same name game if he attends. That's true. He he wasn't there for the last one. He missed it. Oh, hey, we got a phone call. At least something's working today. Hello, caller. Hey, this is Sonny Ono calling. Sonny Ono, welcome to Board Wrestling Fan Radio. How are you doing today, sir? All right, man. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, except for our show's not broadcasting live, so we're doing it in podcast form at least. <laughs> we're glad to have you. Okay. Having all kinds of technical problems. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know Sonny Ono, Sonny Ono uh, was in WCW from 1995 to 1999. He managed pretty much anybody you can think of. Ultimo Dragon comes to mind <laughs> when he was the J-Crown champion with the and the WCW Cruiserweight champion. Um, yeah, Yuji Nagata, and I brought all those uh, New Japan pro wrestlers, you know, from Masa Saito to Kanemoto to Jushin Thunder Liger, Chono, Muda. All those guys, and of course, you know, I was with uh, um, uh, um, I was with the uh, Ernest Miller, um, and we refuted with a uh, few guys, um, Perry Saturn. Um, uh, we feuded with, you know, likes of uh, Kaz Hayashi, and then then I also managed a bunch of luchadors, um, uh, Damien, Psychosis. Um, you know, to, to name a few, anyway. You also had a uh, you, you had a little winning streak going in WCW too. I, I saw. I was watching uh, World War Three a, a few weeks Absolutely. back. Absolutely, I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm undefeated. <laughs> you know, Go- Goldberg has nothing on me. <laughs> well, you yeah, got and, and you managed. Um, the, obviously, he's, you mentioned New Japan. You 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 managed. You were the manager for the New Japan wrestlers in the WCW versus New Japan pay-per-view. Yep, sure did. Uh, um, we brought in the uh, uh, you know the top stars from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, uh, from Masa Saito, uh, who's legendary from AWA days and, and WWEs, and, and uh, um, of course I brought in Chono, Muda, uh, Kanemoto, uh, Jusen Thunder Liger. Um, you know, so a lot of guys, and 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 since then we we try to bring in more talent. But uh, but uh, um, you know we brought in Gato, he made an appearance with us in California. So you know we we brought in some people that uh, um, I, I think that made us different than you know what WWF at the time was doing. Is that you know we we gave our audience a variety of uh, international wrestling, including the you know great luchadors. Um, you know, so I, I and, and of course, you know, um, I just reunite, uh, 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 reunited with uh, Ultimo Dragon at uh, 
King of Indies last month over in uh, uh, San Jose, California. Um, uh, he wrestled uh, another one of our uh, uh, luchadors, uh, Juicy Juventud. And uh, so, you know, um, it's it just been a, it been a great experience, certainly for me. And just recently, there was an article, uh, you can look this up, but there was an article in uh, um, Sports Illustrated magazine in regards to 20-year anniversary of, uh, uh, you know, we, we, did the, we did the initial uh, pro wrestling diplomacy. We went to North Korea back in, you know, 1995. So, um, um, you know, got to do a lot with wrestling. And uh, certainly thanks to Eric Bischoff and, and what he did for uh, many of us who gave us a um, um, lot of opportunity for us to uh, expand our horizon. I actually just saw a picture earlier today of you with Muhammad Ali in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was walking one. You know, we were all visiting a lot of the tombs and, you know, being paraded around. Um, mind you, you know, people, people in North Korea have not seen American most of them probably never have seen Americans, so um, certainly people outside of their country they haven't seen. So when when, when they see, you know, likes of Ric Flair and, and Muhammad Ali, you know, um, um, it, it, you know, it's literally seeing, a, you know, somebody from another planet. <laughs> but uh, uh, Muhammad Ali was such a kind person. He, you know, and, and, and uh, um, he has advanced Parkinson, so, you, got, you know, he talks very quietly, but, but he's just sharp as a tack and, and, and we were visiting one of the uh, 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 a grave of uh, Riki Dozan which is one of the very famous Japanese uh, uh, pro wrestler who, who passed away many years ago um, but he was he was um, uh, a Korean by uh, birth so um, so we went to visit his his uh, uh, grave and so as, as we got done and where I'm walking back, we're walking back to the car, and I, I feel something in the back of my head, and somebody's tapping me in the back of my head. I turn around, and this Muhammad throwing jabs at my back of my head. <laughs> so I got to turn around and square off with him, and, and that's the picture you see. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I mean, it's so cool. And the guy, he was so kind. He, he actually gave me a, a, a sign picture of him standing over, you know, that famous picture of him standing over Sonny Liston. Um, and he gave me a, a watch, and he signed it to Sonny for me. So, you know, it, it was really nice. I mean, he's he's a, he's a great man, and you know, he's one of my heroes. And you know, I got I got to meet him. Not only did I get to meet him, I got him to you know, I got him to, I squared off with him. But <laughs> that's by far as I got, right. obviously. But I can I can actually say, you know, Muhammad Ali punched me in the back of my head. Uh, you're you're an accomplished fighter yourself. I was reading earlier today that you uh, in 1987. Uh, you were named the best bantamweight fighter in the world, uh, as far as martial arts is concerned, and that's yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Talk about you know being ahead of your time, but you know that's that's when 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 karate uh, uh, fighting, which is considered control fighting, so they stop every time you hit somebody uh, with control blows. Uh, that's how most of the scores are done, and 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 those those are the fans out there that doesn't realize what you know the combat karate is about. But what happened is that evolved back in uh, uh, mid-70s, and there was a, uh, a major company called Professional Karate Association, PKA. And, you know, the fights, the championship fight was on, like, on a CBS, and, and uh, um, 
you know, uh, uh, Jess Mess fought Kalim Allah on the undercard of uh, Thrilla in Manila. The original Thrilla in Manila was uh, um, was Muhammad Ali, on, on, obviously, on top of cards. So, you know, so I, this was before UFC, so... Uh, you know, I was I was uh, uh, I was one of the little guys who fought at 125 pound weight class. I had a hard time making 125 because I didn't weigh 125. <laughs> of course, that's not the case now. But um, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I you know I got I got to uh, learn how to box and learn you know and and kicking came pretty naturally for us. So um, uh, it, it it was really nice. You know, I'm, I'm glad I got to do it and and. Um, um, you know, one one few championships. So, uh, um, but you know, fighting is fighting, and and my son who wrestles, you know, the the, the theory of uh, you know one on one combat is all pretty much the same, you know. So, but uh, so I enjoyed the fight game, and and uh, certainly, um, um, you know, not only me, but you know, reason why I I, I got into pro wrestling is because of my uh, martial arts background because fellow teammate that I used to travel around the world or around the United States certainly competing was Eric Bischoff and and that 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 you know he kind of led me into the pro wrestling arena now were you a fan of pro wrestling before you got into it before he gave you the call to come to WCW or was that not oh, something yeah. you were into I mean you know I mean, you know I'm I'm up here in Iowa uh, northern Iowa so you know, we're we're a hundred miles from Minneapolis. Okay. <laughs> so of course that's the home of AWA. You know, the right. Gagne in AWA. So uh, yeah, I've seen you know all those guys. Uh, um, they were used to come into town here, and you know we were one, we were one of the stopovers when when they came into town. So um, uh, you know the likes of Masa Saito and 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 uh, um, you know the Crusher, and and uh, um, you know so those guys were all. You know, later on there was Wrecking Crew and and you know uh, uh, Brad Ringens. All those guys came out of AWA. Right. Um, so yeah, Scott Norton, another one of the great guys. So yeah, so I was fan already. So you know when I got involved and and it was kind of you know kind of funny story that I got involved um, when Eric uh, took over um, uh, helm of WCW. He had to kind of patch up some of the relationship that they had. Damn, his prior manager had had an issue with, and one of the things was to go to Japan and uh, repair a, a talent agreement. Um, and I got to go along with him. He asked me to come along, and and uh, you know, to make the long story short, um, I, I ended up being a talent relationship guy for Eric, and and that led to, you know. Uh, bringing the Japanese talent over, and of course none of them spoke English, so you know I, I uh, got pushed out there in front of the camera, and, and uh, became the uh, the you know the evil Japanese manager, Sonny Ono. <laughs> Were you nervous at first in front of the cameras? Or probably not. No, <laughs> because yeah, believe it or not, because of my martial art thing, I, I have actually done a movie. There's actually a movie out there um, um, that we done in Hong Kong with uh, likes of Bolo Young, who was you know the fame of Bruce Lee's Inner Dragon. He was in our movie, so I, you know, I, I've been in films, I've been in front of the camera, so you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. But I will tell you that, you know, not just being, a, I, I didn't mind being in front of the camera. The, the, the biggest obstacle was not knowing the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but, the, but the, you know, the, the, the help of guys like Mean Gene Auckland and 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 Bobby Heenan, those guys were so 
just so helpful, grateful. Masaito, um, you know, they, they just kind of, you know, told me what I need to do and, and what I need to watch for and, you know, what my job was and, you know, kind of helped me out in that. Because I think, I think in many cases, you know, um, um, a lot of a lot of the valet and a lot of the manager kind of finds that spot, but not really know. You know, it's it, it's it's learned by fire. You know, kind of thing. And and uh, those guys were so generous with their time and and helping me. You know, uh, learning how to how to be a manager and what my job was. You know, so yeah, I, I can't I can't thank them enough. They did a great job because I mean we're still talking about you today, twenty years later. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's, what's really funny is that I think I think because of twenty four seven, the WWE right. uh, network. Yeah. You know we're nitros back on, and 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 I was probably on almost all the nitros, um, along with a lot of the guys, and, and and being manager, you know, I got I got to manage a lot of a great talent, and so um, I I think you know I. I we, a matter of fact, we we get called to do independence all the time. And the fact that I I'm fluent, I'm from Japan. I'm fluent in Japanese, so that that's very helpful to doing international business in Japan. Um, uh, matter of fact, uh, 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 end of uh, next month, um, uh, Russell One is coming in to uh, 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 work with uh, American Pro Wrestling of in West, West Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Georgia. So I'll, I'll be uh, bringing another, another way of Japanese talent, including uh, uh, the Great Muda. Great, awesome. <laughs> of course, so the, history kind of repeats itself. Yeah, <laughs> Muda turned on you in WCW, though. So you got to watch out right, for that guy. Right. Yeah. Well, what happened was, you know, I mean, th- that angle of you know how big the NWO was in of the course. United States. It's probably one of the hottest angle, um, probably in the last. You know, I would, I would, I would, I would arguably say that's probably the hottest angle in the probably last thirty years in pro wrestling um, was NWO, and and uh, um, when they did the NWO Japan fraction, that was so big in Japan, um, I, and I think it resonated with a lot of the uh, because Japanese Japan is such a conformist country. The NWO anti-establishment cool guys like Chono and you know I think that that resonated with a lot of the fans. So um, um, that angle was so huge in Japan. Uh, in 1998, um, uh, I, I helped sell NWO t in Japan doing their at their venues. We sold that year. We sold over five million dollars worth of t-shirts. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, black t-shirts. t-shirt that says NWO. Which is which is amazingly phenomenal. That's probably one of the biggest biggest angle that they had in Japan, um, and and since for New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe. I mean, it's translated so well that the, you, you pretty much the Bullet Club is pretty much an extension of the NWO. Yeah, I think they're doing they're doing yeah invasion angle, you know, just kind of anti-establishment angle. Um, um, but uh, you know, it, I, you know, it, it works. It, it works because because um, there's always another group of people who think you know who who can do better. And and I think the whole you know when you when you do a, a company versus company angle, I think that you know when somebody's trying to um, uh, in Japanese terms, it's called dojo yaburi, means to to tear up the dojo, meaning their establishment. 
um, you know, back in days, um, and on feudal days, when the samurai would go to from uh, um, um, a fencing school to fencing school, town to town, and challenge their masters to um, uh, gain, you know, gain notoriety for, for themselves, and that's basically the same concept. So, you know, this been that that been done, but because of the television and because of logistic, you know, it's, generally it's really hard. You know, you're never going to get to see, you know, WWE versus WCW back in days. So, you know, that 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 kind of gave you that suspended reality of that actually what that was going on. You know, their their big star comes over and 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 try to shake up the establishment that was WCW. So, you know, I I think that's why it was it, it resonated with everybody. Uh, in uh, in 1999, or was it maybe yeah, 1999, Eric Bischoff had left WCW. You're still in WCW, and after you left, I mean, obviously the 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 big thing you're known for after WCW is the lawsuit. So how were you being treated after Eric left and and around that time? Well, you know, it, it wasn't so much that uh, how we were treated i mean the the, the company there's the stuff that went on in company that probably wasn't very kosher the kosher i mean i, I shouldn't i shouldn't you probably shouldn't use the J- jewish term i guess <laughs> since i'm not jewish but <laughs> since we're talking about discrimination right. um uh but you know it, it, meaning that there was a lot of things that said there was it, it shouldn't have been you know the language that was used um uh doing the by the by the some of the people on the headset um, calling spots and calling some people, um, you can imagine a heat of moment. Some, 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 you know, derogatory name we use to describe some of the talent, and and you know that that I'm sure that happens. But they just wouldn't cooperate. They weren't educated, you know, properly in that environment. Especially now we're working for AOL Time Warner. Right. Um, so. You know, then, then the biggest thing was that that um, what made WCW, and, and this this is my opinion, what made WCW different than 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 our New York counterpart was that, um, you know, we show variety of the talents. I'm I'm talking about the cruiserweight. You know, you got the Dean Malenko, uh, um, uh, Chris Benoit, you know, you know Eddie Guerrero. Um, you know, um, of the world, and you know those are the guys, Chris Jericho, Ultimo Dragon. Those are the guys who came over, um, and and Eric will tell you, because I just listened to one of one of his uh, 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 broadcasts, and he will tell you that how well he used the the Mexican and Japanese talent. Because he would always open up the second hour. I shouldn't say always, but a lot of time he would open up the second hour because we were our head of um, uh, Raw, you know, with action-packed matches, which meant not a lot of talking, but a lot of a lot of action-packed stuff that going on, which was you know the the cruiserweights and and some of the women I brought over, um, uh, the Japanese wrestler, you know, the Josh Pro wrestlers that we brought over. So, you know, that's that's what made us, I think, a little different, um, uh, unique in a sense, and and, and right. pro wrestling competition at the time. And when when uh, after Eric has gone, uh, uh, 
Bill Bush had brought in Vince Russo, and you know, first thing Vince Russo says on the the, the uh, one of the WCW uh, uh, podcast or one of one of, one of those things, he says, you know, he's from America, and he's not going to he's you know he's, he wants to see American on television, and and uh, um, you know he he. Just decided to he wouldn't he wasn't going to use the Japanese and 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 Mexican, and and proceeded to um, terminate all those guys. And you know that that's basically you can't say that, and you can't you know you can you can you can feel that way. Right. But you should keep it to yourself. You shouldn't say it publicly and 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 decide to eliminate those talents. I think we've seen over the years that Vince Russo doesn't know what he's talking about in most situations. <laughs> well, I, I think you know he's always looking for shock, shock factor. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean he's he's trying to be relevant now by you know saying things and you know and and and, and I think I think he's you know he he would rather be the person who's in front of the camera than people who are behind the camera. Right. And and uh, and and and, and, I, and, I, and I, you know and. It's just a matter of all you have to do is go back and watch when he took over WCW and what happened to that company. Matter of fact, they had to bring Eric back in, try to save the company. How how prevalent in your lawsuit was the uh, pinata on a pole match that he presented on Nitro? <laughs> that had to be in there somewhere. Yeah, you know what what people don't realize is a lot of the all those. All, it wasn't a class action lawsuit. It was. It was. Um, uh, mine was. You know, I had my. Cause I, I, I had. I was officer in the company, so I had a lot of inside information and, and emails and stuff. That 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 uh, if he was presented, you know, even to this day, I think it would embarrass a lot of people. Um, and and, uh, and 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 you know, you can't you can't say I'm not. You can't categorize a group of people by race. And say I want to get rid of these people and proceed to do it, and you know, and and since he had the power to do it, and they, they decided to do it, so you know that was that was my um, um, my personal lawsuit. And there was other people who had a talent, had some, and there was other was you know, there, most of them was a talent, but you know, a lot of stuff that went on that it was not. I don't, I don't know who was who was censoring any of that stuff, but I, I will tell you, the, you know, I, I, I can guarantee you a lot of that stuff when it was after Eric was gone. I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so after you left WCW, what did you, what did you do? Well, you know, it was, it was really, uh, believe it or not, it, it was kind of, um, um, my daughter was, my oldest daughter was still in, in, in junior in high school. So, you know, when you any 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 pro wrestler will tell you who works for a company when you're on the road for over 200 300 days a year you know it's difficult to you know maintain any kind of normalcy in your family and i think i think you you your significant others your spouse or you know your girlfriend or boyfriend i think that you know that relationship suffers quite a bit um i would like to know what the statistical divorce rate <laughs> professional wrestlers but um uh you know, so I, I, I really regroup and because you know I, I, my thing was I was already had my martial arts school, I had I had a, a, a car dealership business and I had a real estate business, so it wasn't like you know. So you didn't. What am I going to do now? You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I wasn't I wasn't a, I I was fortunate enough to be in business before I got in it, and certainly older than most of the guys. So you know, um, I just picked up. And, and started doing other things, and then I had an opportunity to go do do some 
more, you know, consulting work internationally. So, you know, um, um, it really wasn't that big of an issue. And and in retrospect, it was really nice that I had time to spend my time, you know, developing uh, uh, my time with my family. Uh, my son, my youngest son, who who has now wrestled for uh, um, NCAA National Champ Division Three Warburg College. So, you know, from his you know eighth grade on, you know, I got to uh, um, watch him wrestle. I mean, I, competitively, nationally, and so you know, you can you can even say, you know, I just switched from uh, being a manager on television to. Uh, to, to a junior high school and a high school manager on a mat, although I didn't I didn't hit any referee with a chair. <laughs> I, I, I would hope not. <laughs> well, I felt like a couple times. I'm sure. <laughs> had to refrain. I'm sure. Then you'd be on the other end of the courtroom. <laughs> right, right. Have you ever gotten a call from like WWE or TNA, anybody like that? Or there was there was uh, I think I think Johnny um, Ace um, contacted me at one point. Um, um, you know, there was opportunity, and 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 actually, uh, when TNA was uh, beginning, um, uh, Jeff Jarrett flew me to Vegas, offered me a job, um, but just just timing wasn't right at the time, so you know that didn't materialize. That was when when he started, you know, TNT TNA, and and uh, um, but you know, Jeff Jeff is starting uh, something that's very exciting. I think. It's global wrestling. Yep. Um, I think that's going to take root, and and it's going to be internationally based. You know, a lot of many of the talents going to be internationally based. I think they're doing some taping. Um, uh, I think next month. I think they're going to start taping here. Um, so you know, I, I think it's exciting, and I and I we talk, we st- we still communicate. So um, you know, if I I can be at help at at that end, um, you know, I'm I'm sure. Um, I'll be able to do something with Jeff, but um, you know, doing a lot of consulting work, um, like I said, and I, you know, like I have my, um, I, I always have my dealership, and so you know, I, I certainly got a lot of stuff going on. Certainly, um, wasn't in front of the camera, but you know, I was, I was, I was busy. All right. So do you, do you still talk to uh, Eric Bischoff? Yeah, matter of fact, uh, when WrestleMania was going on in San Jose, um, uh, Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff had a, and, and, and this is how amazing I think it is. Uh, they had a, uh, in 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 San Jose, um, not related to WrestleMania, but on the same weekend, uh, they had WCW and Raw. You know, two of the Bruce Pritchard and, and Eric Bischoff, two of the uh, architect of the both program, right? And they had a, a discussion kind of uh, thing, or fan fan would uh, uh, come and ask Q and A time, and uh, so uh, since I was there, I was actually there in San uh, Oakland uh, doing a, a independent with uh, a company called the uh, uh, Hood Slam. Which is uh, a great independent wrestling organization uh, based out of Oakland, downtown Oakland, and then and I had another day in, in San Jose was Ultimo Dragon was the king of indies, and so I was in town. So we, you know, I went to see Eric then and and uh, got together with Ultimo Dragon and three of us had uh, lunch and 
And so, yeah, and you know, Eric and I probably, you know, we we stay in touch. We probably talk to each other, you know, once every couple of weeks. And and uh, um, yeah, we 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 maintain our friendship. You know, I I owe uh, quite a bit to Eric, in in the sense that he given that you know me and and actually a lot of wrestler, a lot of opportunity, he made a millionaire out of a lot of a lot of wrestlers. Because if he wasn't for the competition Eric created by launching Nitro. Mm-hmm. To go head to head on Monday night was raw. Um, you know, when, when they started fighting over, or when, when a, a talent was up for contract, I think that's you know a lot of people made a lot of money. I mean, competition is great for talent. You know, if there was only one F- NFL team or one Major League Baseball team, I don't think those guys would be making the money they, they're <laughs> no, making. Certainly you not. Know, <laughs> you know, so so competition is necessary, and it's the best thing you can happen to talent. Hopefully we'll get some legit competitions <laughs> for these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I think you know even 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 the people that was you know and and I'm always you know amazed by some of the negative thing I hear about Eric and I you know what I don't understand I guess you know certainly um, I mean he you know he had to run with those big dogs so he, you know he 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 had to do what he had to do in many cases and and but. Um, you know, if he wasn't for, like I said, uh, my, you know, for mentioning creating that environment of competition between those two companies, you know, um, none of those guys was making all that huge, huge, huge guarantee stuff because, because right. I, I, from what I understand, um, I can only go by what I read and you know what I've been told, but you know, there was no no guarantee contract given until WCW started doing that. And I think at a certain point Vince was forced to, you know, match some of those those guarantee contracts. I mean, and, you know, which is a great thing for talent. I think you're right. I think so. Eric Eric Bischoff gets a bad rap sometimes. He seems like a down to earth guy just from everything I've read from him and all the podcasts I've heard him on and things like that. I think he's uh you know, he gets a bad rap. But uh, Well, you know, I I you gotta understand, I think I think, you know, for a guy who has to manage and 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 work with no, not to use this as a negative term, but worker, you know, those guys are pretty slick about how they negotiate and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, Eric was smart enough to, to to be able to corral them to a certain degree, you know. So, um, 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 but end of the day, you know, he, he paid these guys a lot, you know, amazing amount of money, more money than they, had, they would have ever made if there was only one company. After he left, the inmates were pretty much running the asylum. So <laughs> you're, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, the uh, the, the man who took the helm of uh, a company, uh, uh, he was an accountant named Bill Bush. You know, he just didn't have any idea how to deal with talent. I, speaking of which, I have Cassidy messaging me. He said you you dialed the wrong number a few times trying to call in. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he he just he just told me that, so I, I didn't know okay. you were having trouble. <laughs> Anybody else have any questions for Sonny Ono? There's there's four of us here. <laughs> oh, there's four of you there. Gee, Wes, sorry about that. Right. A, no, the, they usually just sit back and sit quiet and let me talk. So <laughs> yeah, J- Joe's usually Joe's usually sorry. Joe's usually the master of ceremonies, and we have um, celebrity interviews. So <laughs> hey, yeah, you can you you know. I don't know if I'm a celebrity, but certainly I, you can ask me anything you like. I mean, there's nothing off limit here. 
Yeah. Um, oh, no, I asked wondering... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. I was just wondering, you've mentioned that the slightly racist tendencies of some of the companies. Um, was there much problems bringing all the Japanese talent in in the first place, or was it something that formed over time? No, I, you know, I, I don't think so. I think the, the, the business side of it was, was very simple. Uh, WCW was going into three hours of primetime television with Nitro, two hours expanding into three hours. Then, you know, um, then we had a Thunder, which was a two-hour show. Then we had Clash of the Champions. Then we have pay-per-views. Then we have a Saturday Night TV taping, and we have a syndicated shows. That's an amazing amount of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're producing like ten hours of wrestling a week. I mean, if you think about that, and where do you get the talent? You can't keep watching the same people. Um, um, and and what it was pretty brilliant was what Eric did by. Um, um, Working, creating this working relationship with New Japan was that um, we can we gave them what New Japan wanted, which was which was uh, uh, making the Japanese star um, um, uh, into United States, thus making them bigger than life back home. And and not only that, we we got to. When New Japan had uh, uh, talent likes of um, Force Mention, uh, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, um, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Ultimo Dragon, um, Kanemoto, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Chono, and, and, and Muda. I mean, those are legitimate, you know, big time star, certainly in Japan at the time. And and what it did was by creating that 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 talent uh, exchange program and talent relationship program. All of a sudden, we we get we have all this new talent, the new super talent from Japan, being able to be booked on our show. So, business wise, it was pretty brilliant. Um, and consequently, a lot of those guys, uh, the American talent that was in a contract with New Japan got a contract with WCW. And 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 one of the one of the reasons why New Japan let them go to sign a contract with us was because of a talent agreement program where New Japan would, would be allowed to use the the, the talent um, back back to Japan whenever whenever they wanted for some of the big series. So, you know, it was a pretty brilliant idea. Um, and New Japan being the, probably the biggest and and arguably, but but I'm I'm pretty sure you won't get a lot of argument. It's still the biggest, you know, pro wrestling company in Japan. And if it's not, you know, it's probably the second biggest pro wrestling company in the world. Were there any of the of the Japanese talent or, or the New Japan talent in general that were kind of apprehensive about going to WCW, or were they all pretty positive about the uh, about being able to work for for Turner and for Eric Bischoff? I. I think we we created the environment that was, um, 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 you know, I I just follow the order of, you know, my contact person was Brad Ringen, who worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and and um, you know Masa Saito, and and uh, 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 one of the first guys they sent over was a guy named by Nakanishi, 
And, you know, my directive from Masa to me was, he said, just, you know, he needs to learn the business. So you you leave him alone. Don't help him with anything. He needs to learn English, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, I, I, I probably got a little heat from Nakanishi saying that I wasn't really helping him too much. But that was a directive I got from, you know, from, from uh, Masa wanted him to kind of find his own way, you know, um, and learn the English and, and learn to survive in America just like he did. And I think, uh, um, uh, but later on, um, uh, when I got a kind of wind of that, uh, I, you know, uh, uh, they brought in, they brought in uh, Yuji Nagata, who is, uh, you know, a uh, uh, legitimate uh, uh, freestyle and Greco-style wrestler uh, from Japan. Matter, matter, matter of fact, I think Yuji's brother, younger brother, is a silver medalist in Olympic. And and uh, uh, but when he came over, you know, it was a little different. Um, I got to manage him, um, and 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 we traveled together, and you know, and and consequently, you know, we brought in other Japanese talent like Kaz Hayashi, um, uh, Ultimo Dragon, and stuff like that. So you know, um, um, I think everybody enjoyed themselves. That their their stint here wasn't that long, you know, um, and they were here to uh, learn American-style wrestling. So, I mean, Yuji Nagata is still, you know, wrestling for New Japan. He's one of the top guys over there. In fact, Jushin Thunder Liger was just uh, a couple hours from my house last night uh, in uh, the uh, ROH Border Wars with uh, New oh, Japan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your influence is still yeah. still showing after all these years. Mr. Yamada, that's his name, he's, 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 he's amazing talent, just amazing. I can't believe he's still wrestling, you know. <laughs> He was wrestling one of our uh, one of the local boys from from uh, around my area, uh, Dalton Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he is. Um, yeah, I love him. Great guy. Uh, uh, amazing talent. Very intelligent. Uh, you know, arguably one of the best cruiserweight in the world. Um, um, you know, along with you know guys like Ultimo Dragon and. And uh, uh, speaking of Ultimate Dragon, he would just uh, like I said, I I got to manage him just recently in San Jose, and and uh, we we're planning on going to Cuba in September together. So that's going to be fun. Oh, that, that sounds that sounds great. <laughs> How heavy were all those belts when he was the J, uh, J Crown champion? <laughs> that was that was the biggest job. <laughs> that was that was that was the biggest complaint he had. We had. Uh, was carrying all those built in the bag, you know. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> I think at one point he had like eleven belts. <laughs> and 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 let me let me say this to you, fan. Our, there's there's a couple things about history of, of of a belt, WCW belt. I don't think a lot of people know. The the Ultimo Dragon, uh, Yoshihiro Asai, that's his name. Yep, is the only person ever to hold WWF and WCW belt, Cruiserweight belt at the same time, along with all the other belts. But he's the only person to do that. Now, and, 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 and another, another newsworthy for, uh, you, can, you can use it on, on some pop quiz somewhere, is uh, who is the women, WCW women champion? And forever will be a WCW women champion. You guys know? I was reading earlier, so I, I, I had the answer right in front of me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to see Anybody if these else? guys know. 
No? That would be Akita Hokuto. <laughs> yeah, Hokuto is a matter of fact, she is one of the you know, she's one of the top T V personalities in Japan. Um, outside of wrestling. Um, she she's she's done a morning talk show and all that stuff and she's actually um, has uh, surpassed her husband Kintsuki Sasaki as uh, one of the most popular person in Japan. I have it right here in front of me, April 6, nineteen ninety-seven. She won the she retained the women's title over Medusa at Spring Stampede. They ended up having a title versus career match June fifteenth at the Great American Bash, uh, which Hoke Two won, and Medusa was forced to retire. And this was the last time Hoke Two appeared on WCW, and the women's champion. Ship just disappeared. She's the, <laughs> the reigning and uh, apparently right. not defending WCW Women's Champion. Correct. I mean, we were supposed to be. I mean, we, we had a deal that where Medusa was go back to Japan and, and and be on one of the show. But I think I think that was when you know when, when company company had a lot more worry about than than worrying about where the women's championship belt was. Right. But I gotta tell you, uh, in a side note, I am I am uh, uh, privileged and 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 thankful that I, in history of women wrestling in the United States, you know, I got to manage Chigusa Nagayo and work with you know uh, people like uh, Kaoru, uh, Bonacano, uh, manage Bonacano uh, and Akira Hokuto, and and uh, uh, who's who's still out there wrestling right now is a young lady that that you know t- you know. 15, 20 years ago, um, um, who was one of the guy at Japan uh, top hand named uh, Satomura. She, you know, she's still wrestling. She's one of the top girls now over there, and 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 women wrestling in Japan. And you know what? I am big fan of women wrestling, certainly from Japan. Uh, I'm, you know, it's it, in the United States we have a different connotation of female wrestling as a, as kind of like a TNA show. But you know, women wrestling. If if you fans out there, go to YouTube and watch uh, some of those some of those women matches from All Japan Wrestling or or Gaia Japan. You will not believe how, and I'm going to use this word carefully, but how stiff their matches are. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. And 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 uh, um, I remember when uh, Cutie Suzuki and um, uh, I'm trying to think who was the other lady. Um, had a match in one of the Monday Night Nitro. Um, uh, I think it was Ozaki Suzuki versus Ozaki, and and I remember um, uh, uh, then Booker Kevin Sullivan comes to me and says, "Sonny, we can't we can't put him on TV anymore." I said, "Why is that?" I mean, everybody's talking about how great the match was, and and Kevin says to me, he "Goes, he said they're making our boys look bad." <laughs> <laughs> So I go, well, okay, wow, that's that's kind of backhand compliment, I guess. But, <laughs> I think I, I think women's wrestling in the United States is starting to uh, evolve into. Uh, I, I some, think you're right. Something worth watching. To get a little bit, yeah, st- more fun to watch. Yeah, you know? I mean, you got the you got the women down in NXT with Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and they're they're main eventing shows. They main evented the the, the Philadelphia NXT show the other night. Oh great! And yeah. uh, and of course uh, we've got the women in in Lucha Underground out in uh, in in California, yeah. which are they're competing with the men, which is <laughs> just incredible. Right, which is amazing. Yeah, incredible is right. And 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 actually, frankly, knowing knowing people like Chigusa Nagayo and Akila Hokuto and Bonacano, um, I don't want them kicking them, you know, my rear end. 
I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a legit fight, and I, you know, and I was a kickboxer, right. and I, you know, I don't want to get in the ring with them. Right. I mean, they're 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 tough. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the the thing I used to do with Mean Gene was when we, we would do a, a local promo on television. I was just, you know, I was just, you know, you American women are so weak, you know. Yes, they're pretty. Yes, they smell nice. But look at our women in Japan. They cook for us. They take care of our family. They go on the field and cultivate the rice, and 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 they'll fight for you. <laughs> you know, and that I, I mean, that was that was one of the promo we used to do. You know, um, but you know, likely so. I mean, I love Josh Pro Wrestling, and and uh, and those of you who haven't seen it, you know, go go click on our YouTube and and look at some of those matches. It's still amazing. Now, is it true that Bull Nakano is a professional golfer now? No. Here's what happened <laughs> when she left. She was actually gone for a while, a, a few years. She was in Florida trying to become a LPGA golfer, and and uh, I, I think she succeeded to a certain degree, but you know didn't certainly didn't have any any notoriety like she had in um, in, in in wrestling. And if you would have saw, if you see her today. Um, you will not recognize her because she's probably weigh only about 130 pounds. Um, very pretty lady. She owns a club in in uh, uh, Japan, uh, uh, in Tokyo, and uh, um, uh, yeah, she, she she you will not recognize her. But she gave that up, went back to Japan. Matter of fact, uh, last time I was in Japan a few years ago, um, we went to Kodokan Hall uh, and watch. Uh, 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 Ultimo Dragon wrestle on one of his matches, and uh, literally nobody knew who she was. <laughs> so I've seen yeah, recent she, pictures of her. She 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 looks great. <laughs> oh, she looks wonderful. She yeah, does. yeah, looks good, healthy, got her own business. She's doing really good. All right. So where can where can we where can we find you now? I know you have some upcoming dates uh, booked, and also uh, where if anybody's looking to book you, where can they go to 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 book you? Well, you know, you can you can reach me through the Facebook. You know, you can look on the Sunny Ono. I'm, 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 there isn't too many Sunny Ono. Not to be confused with Sunny Bono, who who's dead, <laughs> hit a tree, skiing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can you can you can you can find me, and you know, I'm 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 pretty liberal about friending people on, on the Facebook, so you, you can message me through there. That's probably the easiest way. Um, uh, amazingly enough, I, I got to work with, you know, a company like King of Indies and, and uh, Hood Slam and, 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 and uh, a few other independent shows. I'm going to be working with American Pro Wrestling uh, Company over there on uh, uh, U-Side Estate over there. Um, who, who we bring in it. I'm going to be managing a lot of the, the Wrestle One talent, including including a um, uh, um, you know the the greats. Kaz Hayashi might come over. I'm trying to try to get him to come over uh, for this event end of the month. So I, I think it's going to be uh, June 23rd to the 28th. Um, and and of course you know Great Muda will be with us. And uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, um, but meanwhile, you know if you want to get a hold of me, I will be uh, uh, I will be the guy who's cheering for my son. At, at, at the NCAA tournament, and and because uh, uh, my son's my youngest is wrestling, so um, uh, I may be the guy in the orange suit 
still because you know their color believe it or not Warburg color is orange so I can still wear I can still fit into the orange suit I used to wear and uh, <laughs> but I, I I've been I've been really trying to refrain myself from hitting a referee with a chair <laughs> Uh, hope, hopefully we don't uh, read any news stories about Sonny Ono hitting a referee with a chair <laughs> in, in right, a, yeah, upcoming yeah, yeah. episodes. That will probably make, that will probably make a, a, the, the Sports Illustrated. Oh, by the way, speaking of Sports Illustrated, before I go, yeah. you can go online and look. look uh, if you type in North Korea wrestling um, and Google that under Sports Illustrated, you'll find an article that was, uh, um, I think it's dated like April 29th of this year. Okay. Uh, it's it's a great story about the time, um, the Royal Warrior Hawk, Eric Bischoff, Sonny Ono, and and Steiner brother, and Tuco Scorpio, and and Muhammad Ali, and Antonio Inoki, and the rest of New Japan Pro Wrestling, went to North Korea, uh, you know, before certainly Rodman did, <laughs> and 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 we went there for. Uh, you remember the China? If you if you if you're old enough, you remember the ping pong diplomacy of China, of communist. And now, you know, we went over there with a pro wrestling diplomacy, uh, uh, you know, back in 1995 was Antonio Inoki, and going to North Korea was the, with uh, with the uh, blazing of Kim, you know, the, the Kim Jong-il. So <laughs> go, go read the article. It's a real good article. Definitely have to check that out. Sonny, okay. it's, Sonny, it's been great talking to you. We we really appreciate you taking your time out of your day, coming to talk to us, and uh, and ho- hopefully maybe in the future we'll get you back on and we'll find out uh, more about uh, you not hitting referees with chairs, hopefully. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you guys, uh, 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 you know, mentioning me here and there, and, and uh, we'll stay in touch, okay? Absolutely. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot you a friend request on Facebook during our break. <laughs> All right, great. Thanks All a lot. Right. Thanks. Take care. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Sonny Ono. Great interview. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't have to do much work. I like those ones. <laughs> I just kind of like give him a jumping off point, and he talks for five minutes. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cassidy said he was uh, he was trying to call and he got the wrong number and <laughs> that's why it took him a little while <laughs> to get it. Um, I wonder if we're broadcasting yet. Nope, still not broadcasting. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with. It. Oh well, at least we got a podcast. Mark picked our break song this week and we're gonna jump into that because it's three ten here. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well on the podcast listening side of things, it's pretty much the right spot anyway. So <laughs> it, it is pretty much yes. Uh, that's true. So, so Mark, uh, I know uh, JT and I both appreciate your song selection, so why don't you uh, introduce it here? Well, we we didn't get much time to talk about anything, but I'm not the biggest Metallica fan, but their bassist was on Lucha Underground this week, so this is one of my few favorite songs from Metallica, which is Nothing Else Matters. Brother! Here it is. Board Wrestling Fan. Thank you. 
We're back. Board Wrestling Fan Radio 177. Did you guys hear me kill those bass lines, brother? <laughs> I wrote those for Jason, brother. <laughs> uh, I gotta find out why our, our broadcast software is not working. Because it's it's not the software, it's the server. So I need to contact our host and find out what the hell's going on. So next week we don't have these problems. <laughs> so, um, quick, quick story of Metallica before we go on. Sure. Last week, last week we were my um what my coworker hell? brought. A, no, we're well, not playing the Unforgiven. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to leg drop the CD, brother? <laughs> um, okay, so back to my story. Um, my coworker brought in this this CD with the most random songs you could ever possibly think, but the last one on it was Metallica's One, and it was the video version, and. <laughs> I mean, not the video version version, but the video version version of it with Johnny got his gun. All the, all the, the you know, the, the talk, the, those parts in it. I used to have an MP3 of that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, they know. And I'm, I, I've looked, I looked over to him and said, I'm like, you better make sure Lars doesn't know you have this. He might come after you and sue you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, this might be the one week we don't include where to buy link. So <laughs> random Google searches don't uh, have it pop up in there. <laughs> Piracy <laughs> news. It's it's funny because a lot of the guys at ESW have Metallica songs for their entrance theme, and like I said, I didn't sit with the with the people that I went with for like the whole night until the last match. I'm sitting behind them, and my friend turns around. And he says, "Metallica hasn't sued them yet." <laughs> <laughs> like, no man, it's an indie show. <laughs> They're not gonna. As long as they're not oh, putting on the, the ECW view, we're so small time nobody will sue us. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and of course, then now that it's on the network, you have generic music for everybody. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is fun to watch, and that's what I've been watching every <laughs> every day. Is like, I, I I'm like in mid 1995 watching Monday Night Raw. I'm like, hey, you know what? Why am I not watching ECW as well as Monday Night Raw? And then when Nitro starts, I watch all three. So I started watching ECW Hardcore TV. It's like, okay, cool. I remember all this. <laughs> Except the uh, music sucks. I saw someone say they should try and recreate the Monday Night Wars by having you s- letting you switch between Raw and Nitro at the same time. <laughs> I know. That would be great. No, but what sucks is once 1995 ends, there's no Raws on the network until like September of 96. And then they have all of 1997. <laughs> so it's like... uh. I guess well, that's not- the thing. Well, Nitro, it stops at what the end of the end of 1996, and there's nothing after 1996. Yeah. So, uh, but I guess I guess Nitro's winning the the Monday Night Wars for 1996 for me because I can't watch the Raws. <laughs> <laughs> Since it didn't actually make the start of the show, 
when I was talking about it, and it's not going to be on the podcast, I do want to give a shout-out to Empire State Wrestling for a hell of a show last night, uh, which featured uh, Chris Hero versus uh, PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel. Heck of a match. Uh, the Monster Mafia of Josh Alexander and all-ego Ethan Page. Uh, they wrestled AR Fox and Rich Swan, which was awesome. Rich Swan, by the way, was standing right next to me when Chris Hero was coming out, and he's dancing to Chris Hero's theme song. So that was actually pretty cool. And, of course, they had Demolition in the main event, uh, teaming with the Unholy Riot against Chris Cooper, Caesar, and Will Kairishian. Which, that match kind of bugged me a little bit, and, and the reason being is Riot and Chris Cooper were the legal men, and Axe pinned Caesar. <laughs> but, oh well. That's neither here nor there, I guess. And the answer to the big question that everyone listening really cares about is, no, they would forgot to throw the parachuting werewolf men into yes, the ring. Yes, I forgot to throw the parachuting <laughs> And his ticket. He also forgot I his also ticket. forgot my... I did forget my ticket, and luckily my friends were nice enough to come pick my ass up, because <laughs> otherwise I was going to get there late. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, yeah, great, great show from those guys. They always put on a great show, and... Uh, I can't wait for June 20th when the next one. And, of course, uh, the the other big news is our frequent guest on this show. Well, for infrequent lately. But Mr. Brian DeVille did get a little bit of his haircut after his client, RJ City, won the Interstate Championship. Are you sure it was cut or did, did, did he over tan and kind of just fell out? <sighs> no, it was cut. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I was actually, uh, I, I mentioned er- earlier, but it didn't make the podcast. I was actually out back with with Brian when RJ City's music hit. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, I got to go. They're, like, rushing him in the door. But he had told us, like, yeah, they're, they're going to cut a little piece of my hair off. <laughs> so I actually knew what was going to happen. I just didn't think he was, uh, his, his guy was going to win the title. It was a title versus hair match. But I digress. Yeah. See, a lot of people missed the story earlier how he bought mysterious, a mysterious $100 in his pocket. Now he just admitted how he got that $100. <laughs> what I Touching bought. Frankie Feathers. I guess. <laughs> Cock talk. Yep. Every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, even when we're not broadcasting live, we are alive. What Joe and, does to wrestlers is his own business. No, no. We're not talking about managers. For money, then... <laughs> So we missed like a week, and uh, we got a pile of news. We got a pay per view, but you know, oh, fuck the pay per view. I, I, I like fun things more than than that. We have like pay per views like a week, the next like three weeks. So I, I got That's a fast true. pass, man. I'm going straight to the line because I want to go to JT Land, man. <laughs> Me too. Sorry for party rocket. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, JT Land is probably the funnest place on earth. And funnest because, is a word in JT Land. There's uh, there's no grammar in JT Land. Can I, can I just tell you real quick what I'm what I am excited for tonight, and that is that is Axel Mania and Macho Mandow, the Meta Powers, taking on the Ascension. And Curtis Axel, of course, has been in the Royal Rumble for eleven uh, one hundred and eleven days, sixteen hours, forty two minutes, and twelve seconds. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah, so yeah, so it's back to me, back to me. Where back to you, JT. Day- any and everything's possible. Where this week, as the Iron Sheik says, we're in a couple of weeks when we have our seventh anniversary. Iron Sheik has to take. Ha, we'll have to take a sidestep to Kurt to it's something real. Damn it, it's da- real. It's damn real. 
Um, today, I missed my brother, the Andy Kaufman. He teaches me the comedy. I teach him the wrestling. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever forget who the fuck is the legend. Hashtag, when I was a kid, I was. I break everybody fucking neck. Hello, Tony Romo. This is the legend. Don't fuck up or I break your fucking neck, suplex you, make you humble, jabroni. BB King forever, Iron Cheek class. LA Clippers, play like LA jabronis, bubba. Don't dream, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Happy birthday, Facebook, go fuck yourself. Happy birthday, Stevie Wonder. Stevie spelled wrong. He can't see me, but he still, he know I'm the legend. Happy birthday to the intelligent Jew, George Carlin. Everybody else, go fuck yourself. Dead dog. Talk better than the Chris Webber. The, I'll, wait, I'll skip that one. I'll go back to that one. The, that one last. Fuck the Mad Max Mel Gibson Raisin Balls Jabroni. American Idol, go fuck yourself. The Jack Tunney suspend the Tom Brady. Put mask on him. He be new conquistador, bubba. And finally, good night. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I guess we're skipping the same name game bit, too. <laughs> I got a few on the go, um, but I thought it would be kind of dumb to try to do that with an interview and a pay-per-view and two weeks of news. Two pay-per-views this week. <laughs> yeah, there's a good one, and then there's one on tonight. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> and I got Wednesday off. So I'm going to be um, legally watching it, of course. I can't wait to watch NXT Unstoppable. It's going to be interesting because they have those two matches they've had to kind of work around with. I guess Zayn is going to work. But... Zayn is going to work because if you watched NXT last week, they overdubbed him uh -huh. saying, my arm may be hurt, but I'm wrestling you. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till I unlock Jason and Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> Jason the Turbo? Oh, Jason. Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason Voorhees. No, I, I like the Turbo better because it lets me get a Barkley reference. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. You get like an axe or a chainsaw or something, probably. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. I haven't. I, I've gotten. I haven't unlocked it yet. I, got, I, I downloaded it all. I just haven't got. I haven't. Un, I, he's, he's a character I haven't unlocked yet. I don't, I don't know what I've got to do to unlock him. You know what would be really awesome if his finisher is just like grand immaculate cutscene where like all the other characters like start as a group but one by one randomly wander off and have sex and do drugs and shit and he kills them all. <laughs> well, That'd be it, so good. I was gonna say line them all up and do the the do um the uh Jason Liz part six where he um takes the machete and just slashes the heads off of. Of off of a off of a, a line of people because for those who don't know in part six he there's he, there's three people playing um paintball and he he, cut, he jumps out of the tree just laps all three of them with one swipe with their heads off with one swipe <laughs> multi kill multiplier anyways anyways <laughs> tomorrow night if you don't want to watch Monday Night Raw or if you're like me and can't watch Monday Night Raw live you can watch for free Monday May eighteenth. Alternative 2. Yes. And I've looked at some of the matches and it looks incredible and I will if I if I can because I got to be able to watch it on my phone. I don't know if I can. I will be watching. 
Well, it, it is on YouTube. So right. if you can watch YouTube on your phone, you can watch it. I just don't know how the live streams work if, if they play well with the app. So we'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Hard to say. I know I can watch YouTube pretty good on my uh, my iPhone, but that's uh, yeah, that's all free, all Monday, all interesting. Or you can watch Raw. Two cool. two guys I referenced earlier, the Monster Mafia, are in two separate matches. Johnny mm-hmm. <laughs> Gargano versus Candice LeRae. Ah, uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. <laughs> Chris Sabin is in a four way with uh, Brian Myers, Grim Reefer. I love that name, by the way, and Bandito Jr. That's coming out of Jersey. There's a match with Everyone Ricochet in New York likes New Jersey, right? I know. The armpit of New York. I know. Ricochet is in a match on this show. Mm-hmm. And and I don't recall who his opponent is off the top of my head. I'm sure you might uh, know. Josh Alexander, actually. Oh, Josh Alexander, right, from the Monster Mafia. So there you go. That's that's going to be a heck of a match. You got uh, you got all the bonus things too. I remember interspecies wrestling in Raw Alternative One. They had like uh, their secret code was something ridiculous, like Hunter's penis or something. <laughs> it was I something. Think, like, wasn't it Batista's dick? That's what it was. Thank you. That's <laughs> correct. Uh, ESPN's Behind the Curtain aired last week uh, with the uh, NXT guys. Which uh, did you guys catch it? Yep. Nope, I haven't, but I've heard nothing but unspeakable godly things. There, there's a link in our group. Um, Joe and I both were looking for it the night it aired. It didn't pop up till the next day. Uh, yeah, I liked and, it a lot. And I, I appreciate you getting that for me because I was able to watch it right then. I, I mean, it, because it was an ESPN project, like you have that independent look and perspective and style that it's just a nice change of pace when we were looking at anything WWE-related. And it was interesting who they, they chose to focus uh, the main stories on as well. This thing was being filmed for well over a year. Um, and there were there were actually some outtakes, uh, one for Breeze and one for Big Cass. And I put those links in the group, too, so you can check those out later, Mark, which were good. But I guess they kind of wanted to go with uh, the guys who kind of had the best story. Um, and, I, I mean, really, they, they focused on um, Adam Rose, uh, what, what's his first name? Lapan something? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what his real name is, but uh, he was. They they started when he was Leo Kruger, uh huh, and and they went through and up up until now as he's Adam Rose on the main roster. And of course, they uh, Corey Graves was the other one, one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, who was the third? I can't remember. Well, I'm trained for it. None it, it was it was oh. Xavier, Xavier Woods. Yes, Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods. And of course, uh, the, a lot of positive feedback, and and why not? I mean, it was a heck of a show. I, I enjoyed it. I know you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very well executed, and and I, you know, I I can't really find a negative part about it. I no. I wasn't. I mean, I tried to be critical to be able to provide positive and negative, but like Mark alluded to, like I'm I'm in that same camp. I I enjoyed it from start to finish. It's. It, I think probably the mo- the most endearing part about it, what I felt, was uh, just finding out about LePan's son, um, and kind of his motivation to be working. And you yeah. know, obviously, his gimmick is not doing great uh, things for him, but he's getting a paycheck, and guy needs it. So yeah, the medical costs being what they are, um, I'm assuming because he's in the states, he's got to deal with whatever headaches come with not only being a pro wrestler and health insurance but 
how that applies to like group packages for his, his family as well. I mean, right. I think I, you know, I, I would hope a lot of people who might have not been f- familiar with Xavier Woods' uh, intellectual background came away with a new appreciation for how intelligent that guy is. And another guy whose gimmick is finally sort of taking off with the New Day. Yeah, well, that, that just makes me sadder to remember where he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. When you consider this man has a PhD. <laughs> Last night, yeah. And well, they and still make him shuck and jive and clap. <laughs> and his, his run in TNA when, you know, he was champ <laughs> that's it, it really is you know remarkable the contrast that fellow has like for his character and what what he actually is you know and it just goes to show you this whole it's a show about wrestling after all the to harken back to uh wrestling isn't wrestling just who who mentioned that by the way recently um where one of one of the wwe people or on air i don't know if it was on air or not they actually use that phrase it's a it's a tv show about a wrestling company they're actually adopting that i, no I, don't, I don't know I, somebody did i for the life of me i couldn't remember i just remember when it happened i'm like oh hey it's max line this is direct influence right there well huh. i was trying to remember that last night when uh, a couple of my buddies somehow managed to not have seen that video <laughs> yeah. Just finally, finally discovered it yesterday. It's yeah. like, whoa, really? Huh. <laughs> it's actually funny because uh, to throw back to ESW last night was Rich Swan and AR Fox, both African American gentlemen. People were chanting "New Day sucks" at them, <laughs> and all ego Ethan Page looks out to the crowd like, "That's not New Day. You guys are racist." Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Great I show. still want me a pair of New Day socks. Yeah, New Day socks, yeah. I don't know. I, it's growing on me, and I hate to say that, but it is because because of the fact that they're embracing the hate. To, to borrow an old line from Kane, I guess. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Bill DeMott tweeted about the ESPN behind the curtain saying, Thank you, everyone, for the kind and positive feedback from hashtag WWE E60. I'm proud of them all and wish them success in all they do. Hashtag BDE. The hell is hashtag BDE? <laughs> I'm guessing the BD means Bill DeMont. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, jelly donut ass stuffings. <laughs> Damien Sandow debuted a new character last week's main event TV tapings. Of course, we were talking about it earlier, so we already know that it's Macho Mandow. Somebody called that. He knows who he is. <laughs> Not listening live, though. Yeah. He's been very proud <laughs> of calling that. Nobody's listening live. <laughs> He'll listen to the podcast later, I'm sure. He wasn't even in the chat when we were when we thought we were broadcasting live. So. <laughs> um, Vince is now being filmed at all times in gorilla position, essentially creating footage for a retrospective piece on him. When he dies. That'd be interesting. Undertaker's current WWE deal is about to expire, but he's expected to sign a new long-term contract when it does, structured more like a Legends deal as opposed to one for active WWE wrestlers. Well, that's... That just makes sense, I guess, right? Yeah, I was surprised that to learn that, though, because I thought his contract would renew around WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I expected he signed year, year-long year deals at WrestleMania. No, I, I would imagine it's kind of a, not as important for him to do it at that point of time. It's not like he's going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
you know, and at the other side of it, of course, being when he signed that original one way back in the day when they were in the uh, the Monday Night Wars. I mean, it might just be looping on that same date still because they're probably always been annual. You know, whether it's the set number of years of one, two, five, nine, ten, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And actually, come to think of it, uh, well, I he came in in July, so it probably would have signed his first contract around this time. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, it doesn't give us exact dates. Soon could be like months. Who knows? Yeah. What that what that implies, but it wasn't too far off when the NWO uh, would have blown up as well. And I've been about the panic mode moment where they probably did sign him long term. <laughs> I would bet. Could Those be. Rating. Go ahead. It could be. No, I'm 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 agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm speculating, but I'm just kind of trying to apply logic to this scenario. <clears throat> he, I mean, realistically, what thirty-two? That's probably it, right? So, yeah, they gotta fill that fucking stadium, and he's he's if he can go, he's he's on that card. Like I, I don't know who the hell he's wrestling, but doesn't well, it probably... really seems that Brock Lesnar killed him because he said he was really good after this match. Mm. Well, well, that's probably a game time decision, so to speak. Did so make him before. So, so... Believe it or not, this is not Hulk Hogan saying this. This is actually a news story uh, that these actual producers of the actual Celebrity Big Brother in the UK actually want Hulk Hogan and have offered him a big money deal to be on the program. Actually? Actually! Wow! That actually surprised him. take his base. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan, I speaking of Hulk Hogan, brother is a little upset with Brutus the Barber Beefcake for selling fake Hulk Hogan autographs on an 8 by 10 stand or on 8 by 10s and has shot down their authenticity via Twitter. And oh, Hulk I'm sorry, brother. I'm embarrassed, dude, but I never signed any dude pictures for that dude, brother. Brutus to sell, brother. Sorry, <laughs> dude. That doesn't rule out him signing pictures for Brutus's personal needs, though. <laughs> Who's to say he didn't just sign a thousand pictures for Brutus as a present? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I I I, I kind of believe Hogan on this one because I met Hogan and I've met Beefcake and Hogan was nice and Beefcake was a dick. So fuck Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Stealing Hulk Hogan's good name, <laughs> brother. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hulk Hogan says the cameras are stressing him out. <laughs> okay. Brother Jack, dude. In a in a in our group, it's been commented by the coaster, our our guy that's usually listening live at this time, uh, that the concussion, uh, that the that the shoulder injury is the new concussion, and here's why. Sami Zayn made his non bunny debut in Montreal and got injured on Raw two weeks back. According to WWE.com, he will be getting an upper body MRI to determine the extent of the damage, previously sidelined by nagging shoulder injuries in both February and March. Uh, his shoulder injury from Raw was confirmed as a torn rotator cuff. He's scheduled for more TV main roster events if his shoulder injury isn't too severe. Hideo Itami is said to have a shoulder injury that could sideline him for six months. Itami and Zayn still haven't been removed from the NXT TakeOver card this week. Zane, uh, Tommy will be easy to take out though, because he's in that four-way or three-way. So the two of them just take him out, and 
it's just the two of them wrestling. You could just hit him on the other side. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out uh, Wednesday. Um, and despite his shoulder injury, it looks like Sami Zayn is still going to compete at TakeOver, which, of course, I mentioned earlier, the the really bad overdub. <laughs> the the very obvious overdub. I won't say it was bad, but it was obvious. Because they got the camera on Kevin Owens the whole time, and he's like, yeah, and I hurt my shoulder against John Cena, but I'm going to wrestle you at TakeOver anyway. <laughs> and his voice is surprisingly clearer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As if he was in a studio. <laughs> Kayfabe. <laughs> it was real. And MRI for Goldust revealed bad news. He's going to what? need soldier, shoulder surgery. And Brie Bella is possibly injured as well. Shoulder injury. Yep. Alex Wright. He doesn't know how to injure himself properly. Who could that be? <laughs> rage, Riley, rage. He had his <laughs> knee surgery last week. Aw. And has already begun rehab. You had one job, long... Riley. One job. <laughs> but so Dolph Ziggler somehow concusses his shoulder. <laughs> but the decision for Daniel Bryan to relinquish the Intercontinental title was made as far back as May 8th, when the MRI revealed he was going to need more work done on his shoulder injury and more time off than he had taken so far. He is extremely frustrated with the fact that WWE officials don't want him to wrestle for his own health, yet still want him on TV as much as possible pr to promote his book and DVD set along with his own merchandise. Uh, they're currently trying to work out a non-wrestling role to keep him on television each week, with many people behind the scenes in WWE sympathetic to him for his personal and professional problems over the last year plus. And one of the things I don't think is in the news, because I, I was doing my best to not put everything in because it was going to be two weeks or... Right. Well, he's going to be on Tough Enough, right? As we found out. He's a uh, mentor role, I think, or something like that. Is that what they're calling it? I think it's something like a judge. Yeah. Is he, a, they've, is he the they've judge? They've taken what Steve Austin did, and they've split it between Jericho as a host and a panel of judges. Well, they have judges, and they also have mentors. So I, didn't really, I don't know it could be a mentor with an injured shoulder, though. I, don't, I, I didn't really pay much attention to it, so I honestly don't know. Uh, the only thing I know is I sincerely hope they choose Dick Justice to be on Tough Enough. Well, he will be on Alternative tomorrow night, folks. That's Dick true. He, so he, if, it's funny if because... You're, uh, if your penis has to go to trial and you need a good lawyer, you know who to call. <laughs> it's funny because we're on the way to the show last night. He wasn't advertised for this show. And my buddy brings up Tough Enough. I'm like, dude, if Dick Justice doesn't win Tough Enough, he's like, who? I'm like, dude... So I pulled up the video on my phone. I showed him the video of Dick Justice Tough Enough, you know, one his his Tough Enough audition tape, and sitting in there at the beginning of the show, my friend's in the wrong seat, unbeknownst to him, and I'm sitting there talking with a guy that's a regular there, and I see Dick Justice walk behind me. I'm like, dude, Dick Justice is here? He says, Oh well, yeah, yeah, he usually works here. Like, yeah, dude, I'm here every fucking show. I know he usually works here. I didn't know he was advertised for the show. <laughs> He's like. Oh, yeah, well, he's got the thing with Yuri Koloff, who wasn't even there. <laughs> but, yeah, Dick Justice was on the show. Holy shit, it's Dick Justice. Dick Justice. It's just a fun name to say, isn't it? Dick Justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rusev could use Dick Justice because his star of the Russian Federation was stolen by a fan at WWE's house show in State College, Pennsylvania. Sorry about that, I I'll, I'll return it later. 
Uh, the guy posted a picture of himself wearing it on Instagram with the caption. I hey, know. Now he's definitely going to be found. Hey, Rusev, did you lose something? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, both the Intercontinental title and the WWE Tag Team titles will be on the line in WWE's Elimination Chamber on May 31st. The first time those titles have ever been put up inside the 10 tons of unforgiving steel. What's not clear is if the Intercontinental title will be crowned at the Elimination Chamber or if a new champ will be determined before it takes place. Okay, I can clear up the tough enough thing here. Interview with Jericho. The judges are mentors. Ah. And it's Hogan, Page, Daniel Bryan. I think one more. Okay. No, there's just Booker T's back, isn't he? I don't know. I'm looking. It doesn't list him, but it could be. Yeah. It's going to be hard for him eliminating people when he has five favorites, though. Yeah, right? Well, they'll play uh, five changes every week. Yeah. Well, as That's right... make it even harder. He's going to, like, his favorites will be gone, and I'll be confused. And... <laughs> well, speaking of eliminating, as of right now, WWE's plan for the tag team match at Elimination Chamber is to put both wrestlers from a team into a pod. That, that, that doesn't sound comfortable. I think they should put all of them in there, like, everything. Every match, all in one match. And these guys just have to wait until that match is over in the pod and before they start there. So there'll be like eight guys in each pod. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I really, I really hope they resist the urge to tease sexual tension between the PTP. Oh, Jesus, I hope because, so too. Because they, Darren Young has been oddly gay during those promos. Like saying his favorite color is rainbow, and <laughs> I believe he referred to Joey Mercury as tender white meat. Oh, jeez. But I, I am still enjoying those promos, though. No, the, the promos are great. Every week he tries to get them fired. <laughs> During the Pat Patterson Appreciation Night a couple of weeks ago, some dude on Reddit posted that he thought Vince McMahon was going blind because staff used flashlights and spotlights to show him where to walk. Uh, this fellow subsequently deleted his account after legal threats of libel. Yep. So there was that rumor going around, and whether or not it's true or not, that's a rumor. And that's why. Some random dude on Reddit. Reddit is both yes. the source of, of entertainment and lies. Former WWE writer Kevin X says Justin Bieber almost main evented SummerSlam 2014. The idea was that Bieber would team with John Cena and Big Show to face the Wyatt family in a six-man tag match that would have headlined SummerSlam in Los Angeles. Basically, Bieber would team with Cena, but that would create booze, so Cena would turn on Bieber and kill his American ass since the U.S. took claim of him due to the gold medal game in the Winter Olympic bet for hockey, which happened right here on this show. Never forget. <laughs> and everyone nope. would win, except for nope. the fans. Nope, we don't claim him. I don't Too give bad, a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And we do not claim. Well, maybe we, maybe we can send them to Russia because we are beating them for the gold medal right now, three nothing in second period, double IHF final. There you go. He could be Russian after this game. <laughs> and, and in case you're wondering, Anaheim is up one nothing against Chicago. Game one. Thank Try you very much because right I don't I don't have the game on right now. I know that's just for Joe. I appreciate I'll be that. Listening to podcast land. Too bad. Ah. <sighs> and he's American, by the way. Chris Jericho, we, we just talked about, is indeed hosting Tough Enough this summer. Booker T, Lita, and Billy Gunn are reportedly trainers. Oh, okay. There you go. So there's like seven? 
yeah, there there was too much going on with that. I just figured, fuck it, I'll watch the show. <laughs> then I'll figure out what's going on. <laughs> Damian Sandow addresses critics of Macho Mandow. And to my critics in and out of WWE, reminder, I'm the guy. Silence! I'm the guy that made it being a stunt double work. Play the hand you are dealt. Go forward. WWE is considering signing Cedric Rougeau, son of former WWE star Jacques Rougeau Jr., which would make him a fourth-generation wrestling star. He certainly has the size and build of guys they like. He's 6'7 and 300 pounds. Pat Patterson is backing him. Nothing. Well, that's <laughs> interesting. Fourth, if he gets signed, and I guess since he's French, he'll be the Mousy. 2015. <laughs> Longtime seamstress for WWE, Sandra Gray has retired or left WWE at least. A woman named <laughs> a woman Jim Ross. Named Jim Ross. <laughs> a woman Jim Ross refers to as the MVP. Most WWE fans don't know. I thought I thought they had the name of the person who was replacing her because I thought I saw that somewhere, but I don't care. Maybe it did. I probably did. To bust a rumor, speaking of Jim Ross, he says he'll never announce for WWE again. Wow. Uh, you guys must have heard about this one. I, yeah. I find it's odd because he is booked for dates and well into June, but... The rumor is that Samoa Joe signed with WWE and will be debuting at NXT TakeOver on Wednesday night. Uh, this comes from an alleged insider on Reddit... And, of course, we will take that with multiple grains of salt. It is being reported by mostly the sketchy dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. Yep, those insiders on Reddit, man. We've, uh... And I guess you really aren't a Mets fan forever, are you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> always, like I said, always got to be careful in that place. But speaking of uh, NXT, and this one might be of interest to Mark... Triple H said he is working on bringing NXT to the UK for live events. Which would be awesome, but by the time he does that, all the people I like will be on the roster. It's funny, I was actually, the other day, uh, I worked Friday night, which I never do. Saturday morning, I had a ton of time to kill. And I'm walking around, and I walked around the building that ECW used to run here. The the Burt Flickinger Center. And uh, I took a picture of the sign, and I tweeted it out to Triple H. I said... Maybe ECW should run this old, or maybe NXT should run this old ECW building. So, I don't know. Hopefully. Maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, Global Force Wrestling and Jim Ross are in talks with, hi with him. Uh, with Let me start it over. GFW and Jim Ross are in talks about him announcing. But nothing is signed yet. I don't know where that with came from in the middle of it. Yeah, to, to Joe's credit, it was spelled terribly bad. Yeah. Well, we uh, we know Sonnen is involved, which yeah, is the next little news story here. Um, and that's why it connects, because they did call that boxing pay-per-view a while ago. Um, I don't know if it, any of the other guys here tuned in out of curiosity. I, I watched a bit of it just because I wanted to hear how the two uh, worked. And they were actually a really good dynamic together. You know, I saw something yesterday while I was watching hockey. And they were like, oh, the resurgence of boxing continues on, N on NBC. And like, wait a minute, what fucking resurgence of boxing? Like, yeah, a bunch of people dropped a hundred bucks on that shitty fight. You think they're going to keep fucking watching boxing after that? Yeah, that gave me no interest in boxing. <clears throat> yeah, so if there was a resurgence, it's gone, man. 
Mayweather and and and, and what's his face killed it. <laughs> Pacquiao. Yeah, Pacquiao. Yeah, that that was you know a defensive boxer doing what a defensive boxer does, which is not get hit. Yeah. Um, and it's not not what I think a lot of people, the casual audience, which is the easy majority of that one. Uh, was expecting liking or harking back to the days of uh, Tyson type of boxing where you know there wasn't a lot of dodging it was just absorbing um, but you want to look at another defensive boxer that well transcended uh, media that was Muhammad Ali yeah he had a very similar style but if, if you don't like that watching that style yeah man you're totally right and that I think you're you're also right a lot of people who may or may have gotten back on board probably or uh walking far far away however that being said Mayweather will draw this but it's just him because it's the same thing people want to see this guy his asshole get beat right he's got more heat than any wrestler in the WWE right now that's for sure yeah <laughs> well Shell we'll Sonnen that guy we, we, we'll talk about him in a year when he has another match yeah. Shell Sonnen <laughs> revealed he is going to be an announcer or was revealed as an announcer for Global Force Wrestling at Jeff Jarrett's press conference last week uh, the GFW TV plan is to shoot 12 to 14 episodes Jarrett has had talks with CMT Fox Sports 2 WGN America and Spike about airing them Mm-hmm. And it's going to be uh, season- seasonal-based, supposedly, and more a traditional television show, much like our beloved Lucha Underground. Which this week got zombies and Dragon Balls. <laughs> yes. That show has everything. It's so good. It, it had a, a barbershop window spot. <laughs> yep. I made a joke. Oh, yeah. Nobody made it. I made it myself. <laughs> a great tactic there by Del Rio of just running away through the window. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And I like the camera switched to inside the office. That looks great. <laughs> Dario Cueto's just pouring himself a drink, like, oh. Huh. This again? <laughs> <laughs> Almost <sad. laughs> uh, Moose, our, uh, our former guest on the show, Moose Ojanaka, announced for Global Force Wrestling, but he's still currently under ROH contract. So appearances he does for GFL would not likely be televised or taped for TV until that. Um, it should be GFW, uh, would not be televised or taped for TV until that deal expires this summer. Many people in Ring of Honor are surprised Moose is doing G- GFW shows because of his contract. However, his ROH contract expires next month. Which, by the way, he, at, at one of the Border Wars shows, took out Jay Briscoe and held up the title. So, who knows? Maybe he's going to get a run with the title so they could keep him. <laughs> Anyway, several of the names announced for Global Force Wrestling are only booked for house shows or a limited number of dates, including Moose, who is still under contract to ROH, and Davey Boy Smith and Lance Archer, who are committed to Pro Wrestling Noah. Global Force Wrestling Hypester July 24th TV taping saying four championships will be on the line. John Gabrick has told the talent in TNA that they are not allowed to work the GFW tapings. Saya Sonata is not returning to Japan following his departure from TNA. Well, the, 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 the formatting really did get fucked up this week. <laughs> Saya Sonata is not returning to Japan following his departure from TNA. He'll be working Global Force Wrestling events this summer and is even interested in a WWE tryout. Don't do it. They already have one. They don't, they don't like having more than one. More than one what? <laughs> Japanese person. <clears throat> Just any kind of foreigner, really. 
After we just had say, Sonny Ono on, you got to call them racists. Come on. <laughs> hey, he called them racists. He sued them. Well, he they sued, sued WCW. WCW. <laughs> <laughs> when it was still owned by Turner. So. <laughs> uh. Hey, Bully Ray popped up on TNA last week as a guest ref, but he's teasing we may see him in the NXT uh, uh, realm soon. Thanks, guys. I'm out. Good talk. See you next time. Keep watching. Not about who's next. It's where's NXT. Yeah, and then we get another uh, editing error. See, gotta love it. We uh, got a bit of a breaking news bit about this um, earlier this morning. They updated the roster and the uh, the matches and whatnot for Global Force Wrestling. The Young Bucks will be included, which is awesome. So sorry, Witch Underground. I was kind of hoping we'd see him there, though. I don't know about you guys. That would be great. I would have liked to see them. I like to see them anywhere. They're they're great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just really like to see them. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, they they got the Young Bucks and Jim Cornette on Friday, so that could be interesting. Well, they uh they revealed a lot of their roster. You might have trouble loading it up. Um, I didn't at first. I did. He's got I've the seen box cornet. Uh, our favorite uh, parachuting werewolf from South Africa, BJ Black. Uh, Chris Thea Donis Modeski. Uh, Thea Trinidad, who was Rosita, right? Yeah. And Scott Hall. I have no idea what he'll be doing. Yeah. And the son and Jarrett, Karen, Jarrett, and we got uh, yep, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. And Doc Gallo is the good bros. Sanjay Dutt, Lance Hoyt, Davy Boy Smith Jr. It's like everybody from New Japan yep. that uh, comes from North America is involved because we got Moose, George T. Murdoch, who's of course brought us Clay, Luke Hawks, Andrew Everett, uh, Takaki Watanabe. I never can pronounce his last name. Watanabe. Did I get that right? I think I got that right. Sounds Trent Beretta, which I'm surprised he's able to use that name. Shelton Benjamin, uh, Sonata, as we mentioned, the new Heavenly Bodies. Uh oh, that's not going to go over well. Jimmy Rave, Jigsaw, Jamin uh, Olivencia, Jamin Olivencia, Jamin yes. Olivencia, former former BWF Indie Wrestler of the Year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cliff Compton, Chuck Taylor, and she's spelling it really oddly now, Lady Tapa. L E I apostrophe D. No, that was it before. Yeah. Was it? Yes, it was. That, yeah. is, au- that is awkward. That's like Ladasha. It was Lady Tapa. I, t- I tell you, this, this Global Force Wrestling, the roster is incredible. Yeah, it looks pretty bloody good. Yeah. I mean, I heard criticism. The only name missing is AJ Styles, really. Yeah. That was the big criticism now the law guys and MLW guys were saying they don't feel they have this big one name. Um, I don't think it's actually really necessary wait till if you have it get, good wrestling. That's what I was going to say. Wait till it gets going. Let it go and let it get out there and let wrestling fans see it. And you're going to get one of these guys as a big name. And, the, and, and, the biggest uh, name be... for Lucha Underground was probably Johnny Mundo. Exactly. And he's basically kind of faded into the background until this week. Right. And, and and that's that's what you can expect. You can expect these uh, these guys are 
great wrestlers, every last one of them. And you're going to see one of these guys is going to break out. I, or if not, hey, great show. We'll see what they we'll see what they do. I mean, it's going to be I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh all right, all right. Speaking of looking forward to it and being able to see things, <sighs> wrestling retirement's never stick anyways. You can make the joke this week. You know what you want to, you guys. A uh, new lighting truss at the event will reportedly be used for all Ring of Honor pay-per-view and TV tapings going forward in the future. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, at least they're continuing to improve. Yeah, I tell I you, know. you know, I, if I if I bother to watch Ring of Honor, I can actually watch it now. So, and and it's not like they've made leaps and bounds of improvements from when I was criticizing them before, but I can watch the show, and, and that's 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 an improvement at least. <laughs> Uh, the Young Bucks officially turned down TNA's contract offer so they can focus their commitments to New Japan Wrestling, or unofficially because the money offer just wasn't lucrative enough to lure them back in. Again, probably for the best if they have that no TV deal. They're make more, they'll make more money elsewhere. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's broken tibia will need at least two months to heal. See, he's breaking the wrong body parts too. That's what drugs do to you. It's not a shoulder injury. TNA Morale has hit an all t- uh, has hit a new low due to the cancellation of the China tour with only a week's notice, a few weeks' notice, uh, leaving a lot of the wrestlers scrambling to pick up indie dates for a period this month they thought they were already booked for. Oops, that sucks. <laughs> T- but then it gets worse. TNA talent has been told that there won't be any house show events until this summer at the earliest. Morale is said to be so so. TNA's relationship with Wrestle One has officially come to an end. However, TNA may be forging a closer relationship with AAA again, as evidenced by them sending a team to compete in the Lucha Cup. And then it gets worse again. Destination America is ending TNA Unlocked, featuring Mike Tanay, and Tanay's current status with the company is up in the air. Now, we can actually draw this back to shoulder injuries, because even TNA themselves as a company have one now. Because their shoulder programming is gone. That's <laughs> true. That <laughs> works. Mike Tanay provided commentary on this week's Impact Wrestling with Josh Matthews, but isn't back full time. It's a shame because it was good. And the May 22nd episode of Impact Wrestling is listed as a three hour show starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, replaying at 11. Thanks for that wonderful birthday present, TNA. <laughs> Uh, but it won't be original content. Yeah, I'm sure. As of right now, the website for Destination America says that the May 22nd episode of Impact, which had been lengthened to three hours, won't be an episode of Impact at all. It will be an, <laughs> a re-airing of the 2014 Slammiversary pay-per-view. Oh, the logic no. there, of course, is uh, it's a long weekend, and they're not going to expect a lot of people to be kicking around, right? You guys <laughs> get that holiday next week. Yeah. Ours is this week. Yeah, I know. It's next Monday. Yeah. Well, what, what, which one do you guys celebrate down there? We have, we have a different one up here. It's this weekend. Memorial, yeah, Day. Memorial Day. Right, okay. Huh. And you guys have Victoria Day. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know this because I work at a hotel in a border city. 
Yeah, you, you have two double weekends, I'm guessing, of fun, huh? Luckily, I don't work weekends. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, by the way, Slimeversary's got... They changed the name, apparently. Yeah. It's officially no. titled, uh, Nobody Gets Pay-Per-Viewed. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> Clear Vision announced today they will no longer produce TNA DVDs for the UK. No. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. British people hate DVDs. Yeah, that's not true. I recently bought a trip. I recently bought the trilogy of Back to the Future. I, I have don't that. know. I, I have that on, on Blu-ray. I read it on a very reliable website known as Royal Baby Charlotte, part of www.fuckers.edu. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they they were saying that they said they named the baby because Charlotte is the female version of Charles. Like, no, the fuck they didn't. They're NXT fans. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Corrigan will not be taking over TNA's creative team in his new role with the company. The creative team will be led by Dave Lagana with Matt Conway, Christy Hemme, and Billy Corrigan working under him. Destination America is not considering they are moving Impact Wrestling to Wednesday nights. Oh, that is official now. Yeah, that's right. They, they made that official. They felt like lowering the general quality of wrestling on Wednesday nights. I guess because right now you got NXT and you got Lucha Underground. So, oh hey, yeah, it's wrestling the best night. night for wrestling. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because in Canada we also had SmackDown. That's true. So it wasn't the best night for wrestling. It, it is a very good night, but it's offset by a bit of terrible. Right. I haven't watched SmackDown in months. <laughs> I fast forward through all of it, I just haven't... in case something enjoyable appears, but. I haven't watched in a month, and my girlfriend's like, oh, I'm watching SmackDown, and this is what's going on. Like, yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) It sounds like what happened on Raw. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Destination America, and by extension, Discovery may be losing faith in TNA's ability to deliver ratings with Impact Wrestling, even though it's one of their highest-rated shows. It's still underneath their own expectations, which is why they're trying to move to Wednesday. Uh, If they want to cut bait on their two-year deal, they have an out clause in September and could cancel the show then. Bye-bye. Yep. (laughs) WWE is still moving forward with their plans for an Owen Hart DVD, despite the objections of Martha Hart. They also want to induct him in the Hall of Fame next year, but they may back down on it if they feel the controversy she'd stir up about it is not worth it. Speaking of Hall of Famers, Bob Backlund allegedly interrupted Vern Gagne's funeral service on May 5th to cut what onlookers described as a completely ridiculous heel promo during Greg Gagne's speech. Gene Okerlund was also on hand to deliver a eulogy. Bob Backlund denies that he cut a heel promo at Vern Gagne's funeral because we're in the middle of the senile era and it continues. It's not just a Vinnie Mac thing. Thang. Vinnie Mac thang. Yeah, it's, it's a Walking Dead thing, Coral. Coral. JT gets that for sure. Ha. You read that <laughs> correctly, Joe.edu. <laughs> Mick Karch is backing Bob Backlund's story that he didn't cut a heel promo at Vern Gagne's funeral. This is what I heard, is he, like, said that he was sent by the WWE to interrupt the funeral or some shit like that. I, I don't know. Like uh, That's just like one of the things I've heard over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a bizarre story. Yeah. Abdullah the Butcher is trying to get donations for legal representation in Canada after losing his summary judgment to Devin Nicholson. He has 30 days to respond and says he can't travel to Canada due to his health. 
Yeah, it's not looking good for Abby here. And that's that story's about, I think, a week old. So he's running out of time. Yeah. Oh, well. I was going to make a joke about dropping a diamond into his forehead, but whatever. Former WWE. Was, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Don't worry about it. Move on. Okay. Former WWE writer Kevin Eck talks about the original plan for Lord Tensai. When Bloom returned to to WWE a few years ago, the intention was to make him a main event level monster heel, and the creative team was assigned to come up with a character for him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it turns out they fucked up. Eyes wide shut. Scientology. (laughs) Sujo. And I got no other news updates before we go to that little final section. We didn't actually do our picks for tonight's um, Who Gives a Fuck Purview. Well, that that's why we didn't, is because it's a Who Gives a Fuck Purview. Well, the only thing I'm calling is a bit of fantasy booking is that Ambrose is going to be the next United States champion. He's going to be the first guy to try and do it multiple times as well. They're going to try and sell the story. He's obsessed with the U.S. championship again. And I like, had a dream that match happened. Huh. So you mean like tomorrow night after this Rusev thing's done with? Hopefully for the last time for a long, well, long, 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 long time. this has to be the last time. Because Rusev is going to get paired up with Neville. <laughs> well, that, well, I don't know how that one's going to end. I've, you know, I've heard and seen lots of random theories, but... I mean, Cena... Ambrose is still losing, but they are keeping him to bother with Roman Reigns very, very strong. I <laughs> would like to see the Shield get back together tonight and, and I'll tell you why and I, I'll tell you why it would work because uh, right. let's other, hear your theory on this one other people are like oh no that, that that's dumb it's too soon let, let me light up a bowl so this makes sense yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no listen Roman Reigns breaks off on his own wins the Royal Rumble goes to Wrestlemania everybody's booing the shit out of him Dean Ambrose is one of the most over guys on the roster but up until now, couldn't get a title shot. So where do you go from here? Okay, let's hang out with Seth Rollins. He's the WWE champion. Let's let's make people respect us. Figure both of those guys probably feel disrespected. That that's the angle you go with to reunite the Shield. Mm. Wishful thinking. I th- I think it's way too early for them to even consider doing that. Why not? They put the Wyatts back together, except for Bray. Oh, there <laughs> you go. They're not, ex- they're not exactly back together. But without right. Bray, that, that, that was the thing, right? Right. I but, just don't... I don't... I think there's too much of a disconnect. I think, like, your idea, if it's... Well, okay, I know I'm talking about the WWE, and that's a bad thing to do, because they, like, hotshot a lot of things, but... It just it seems like there would have to be a little bit more uh, stuff established of that being the motivation. Like I get that's a that's a decent theory about the idea about being disrespected. That that does tie into like what we've seen for right. the last year plus. I get I totally agree with the logic behind it. I just don't know if tonight's would be the night to plant that seed or not. I I expect there'll come a point where they work together, either by probably by accident, and then look at each other and think, "What the hell are we doing?" And yeah. go back to beating the shit out of each other. I think that's a decent prediction of Fury. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes sense too. Yeah. I right. think they have to establish something a little bit more with Seth Rollins and uh, Randy Orton's 
a whole issue with the authority for it to go further. And then, then I think you could start to make a better case for for the reuniting of the group. But I don't know. I just wish they just did better things with them. <laughs> One thing that we can at least agree on is of all the people that have come up from NXT, if you look back to two years and now where they're at, they're all in the main event tonight. That's pretty interesting. Yep. And they're all independent single wrestles. And that's actually pretty interesting and commendable as well. Yep. It's still also really interesting that Seth Rollins, as the scrawniest of them, is the one who's on the top. <laughs> of course, we also have one other thing coming up pretty quick here. Um, they Not only the Elimination Chamber, but Money in the Banks. True. That's next month. You know who would be a fantastic guy to carry that briefcase around? Dean Ambrose. Dean fucking Ambrose. <laughs> then, 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 then he could actually do something. Have a main event match with uh, with Rollins. They had one in, what, was it last week or two weeks ago? That was awesome. Montreal, right? It was in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember that. That match. I watched that one from start to finish because of who was in it, and that was probably better than what we might get on the pay-per-view tonight. And that might be part of the reason why we were getting burned out from this product, is these guys are going out and repeating the same matches over and over again, and they're almost always pretty good, but they're just redundant. And I, unfortunately, that's that's really, I think, what, where the problem lies. It's, it's actually not bad matches or good matches, it's just the same matches. Right. That's the downside of 12 pay-per-viewers. Now 13, probably 20 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know... I, it, John Cena and Rusev are going to get it for the fourth time in a row, <laughs> and no one cares. You know, Sonny, Sonny Ono mentioned Chris Benoit... Uh, fuck Chris Benoit. <laughs> Dean Malenko Steve and Eddie Richards. Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, and, and bringing them over with New Japan and all that. I was watching ECW, and I watched maybe six or seven weeks of ECW and I saw Eddie Guerrero and, and and Dean Malenko wrestle three or four times and I never got tired of it because those guys could wrestle a good match every time and make it different every time Yeah, because they weren't worried about getting their spots in they didn't have to do the same like five moves every match and they had the freedom to do that in ECW so there is a case to be made of, yeah, okay, you can do the same match over and over again. Just you can't do the same match over and over again. Yeah, there's so, only, you know, so much that can be said about that other than it really comes down to having chemistry and two great workers. You know, there's guys that are notorious for having programs that last for, you know, years doing exactly that. Like, they sell that match to the local indie essentially that's what Cabana and Punk did way back in the day yeah you know another look at the example. best of five between Aerostar and Drago yeah yeah yeah. another good example <laughs> and the, the the funny thing is is I watched this right before Cassidy got a hold of me and said hey I got you Sonny Ono I was watching the last match in, in ECW between Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and Joey Styles announces it and he says these two men are leaving for WCW because they are contracted wrestlers to New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
and because of the new working relationship with WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, they are going to go ply their trade in WCW. And then Cassidy's like, hey, I got you Sonny Ono on the show. And I'm like, uh, Sonny Ono, and I'm reading about him like, oh, he's the guy that did that. <laughs> so, you know, interesting bit of timing. So real quick, the last thing I have here is Dario Cueto. Uh, before he discovered Lucha Underground and revolutionized wrestling, he passed his time pranking people as part of MTV's Punked. During his time on the show, he punked John Cena and made him drive into the middle of a funeral procession. I don't have the video queued up because we're running late. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I do remember the episode like way back when it aired, but of course we would not have been able to pick up on that connection at all. No. <laughs> But cer- certainly, uh, and, and so someone was watching reruns, I guess, found it, eh? Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> All right, anybody with anything else to add before we go? Nope. Well, then, in that case, you can... Where the hell's my theme music? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Think So Joe. like everything else. Everything's fucked up today. At Think So Joe, at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Mark underscore Noise. Check out Sonny Ono. Find him on Facebook. He's out there. Uh, we are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels on Twitter, facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can usually listen to this podcast every Sunday live at 2 p.m. Eastern on BoardWrestlingFan.com slash live dash podcast. We're going to look into that, try and get that fixed for next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Hopefully. And the bills are all paid up, so I don't know why there, there's problems with the site. If Bray Wyatt loses the feud against Ryback, I'm going to punch a baby. <laughs>